0: In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. And welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, Alan Fadden.
1: Yeah, Carla, I'm looking forward to today. This is
0: really... Yeah, it's different. You know, as we always say, people are different and this is different. So we're definitely taking a road in, um, you know, focusing on very specific tasks and very specific um, books that we're going to analyze and then add on that are awesome that we're going to add on something that can help them be. As useful as possible, right, to the people that are reading them. And for today, one of my favorite books. Uh, Who Moved My Cheese is what we're going to be talking about by Spencer Johnson. And there are, you know, Who Moved My Cheese sold 26 million copies worldwide in 37 different languages. It's a really great book. And Alan and I have talked extensively in regards to uh, the book, what they're trying to point out, why it's important. And then we're going to also talk about, you know, kind of what's missing here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was definitely a successful book. My goodness, if you sell 26 million copies uh, of a book and it's in 37 different languages, that's pretty fantastic. Um, But then we're also going to add on why uh, the three kind of distinct lessons in Who moved my cheese? Is it's definitely a lesson. Definitely, we need to pay attention to it. It's just not necessarily identified in how we deal with um, change, and that's really what Who Moved My Cheese talks about. So, you know, if for all those out there that have read the book, uh, we have four characters that are um, in the book, and there's three specific lessons which is one thinking too much about cheese uh right so just in that you're going to see that come out in him and ha which are two of the four characters and then um you know it, it, would you expect the cheese to just to continue to come to you right that that's not going to always be the case as we've seen in wow well, goodness uh, kmart sears um Blockbuster, Blockbuster, right? Like tons of different companies that we'll get in when uh, into when we talk about built to last and good to great. Uh, that you know everything changed, right? So things have to change, and so then also that that there's you know always new cheese to be found. So you're always moving, right? things are always evolving and you know as airbnb uber gosh what other company netflix right they've they've changed the game they've actually made the cheese bigger and yep. and what they've done and so we're going to talk about you know why who moved my cheese was amazingly successful and it's a great book and then talk about you know what's missing in how do you get this from point A to point B to point C to point D and get to what Warren Buffett always says, which is, you know, he hates innovation. (laughs) (laughs) He He,
1: he, He wants a predictable cash flow. That's not innovation. That's certainty.
0: Exactly. And so we'll talk about how do you get to the point where you're changing and then repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And so and then we'll talk about, you know, this uh surprising truth about the fact that you know, we have to focus on the law of diffusion of innovations and really identify what part of the work people do best at what time. And kind of, you know, it's it's it, it doesn't take anything away from who moved my cheese. It just we're going to add on to it and say you know, this is how you can take what was taught to you, but then get to a point of coming up with the idea, which we'll talk about is the ideation phase, and then the implementation phase, which is completely different uh, with, you know, two different point guards uh, that you need to identify uh, and uh, and give them the ability on, and honestly, across all areas. Give them the ability to lead at the time that they are going to uh, shine best in starting from ideation to implementation. Yep. Awesome. So, and okay,
1: go please, ahead. One of the questions I always have is It sold 26 million copies. Does that mean that 26 million people <laughs> read the book and then transformed their attitude toward change and were suddenly able to uh, make and accept large amounts of change?
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just answer that one for you right now. Thank you. Yeah, no, that is not, not, not what happened. <laughs> but, you know, is the stats show is what, what's the percentage of people that only read the first? And if you only read the first yeah. chapter of Who Moved My Cheese? Oh my gosh. I mean, what was that? Like seven pages?
1: Yeah. Uh, 70% of the people who buy business books read only the first chapter.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, but, in and again, I love this book. It's really cute. It The way that it states uh, how people think about things and how they get too much into their mind versus, you know, the, uh, so him and Ha are always going, oh, what should I do? Right? And then you've got Sniff and Scurry who are... Uh, they just go. They're like, I'm, I'm putting my shoes on. That she's got smaller. I'm going mm-hmm. somewhere different. So you can identify it. But at the end of the day, it's not one individual that is going to affect change. And so um, what we're going to talk about is yes, d- is change going to happen? Absolutely. I mean, it's incredible. And, you know, I always love the stat that we talk about, Alan, that Demi identifies which is 94% of failure is process failure it's not people failure
1: right Yep.
0: and how many books are about people
1: uh yeah that's true and there's another little quote that fits in there nicely too and that is uh people want change they just don't want to be changed and <laughs> you know like blockbuster uh, as you're hanging on to your last store and or Anchorage, Alaska, or something like that out of 10,000 stores. Uh, you know, they got changed. They didn't change. They got changed. They got it handed to them.
0: Yes. And who who survived that change, too, is amazing, right? Uh, out of Blockbuster, what were there, like three different locations left a year ago? Now there's one. Now there's and basically, one. Yeah. The, the way they changed was to be able to and there was like, what, 10,000 stores or something like I mean, they were a gigantic yeah. organization, Absolutely. right? And now they, I think they have one location and the only focus that they have, which is niching themselves out. Think about that. Oh my gosh, 10,000 locations down to one is they only have movies that you can't get on live stream that are in some specific niche, right? I mean, good <laughs> night. Think about that. And so many other companies that, you know, didn't change. And that's why Who Moved My Cheese is fantastic because we have to assume change, especially in this world with uh, technology and, you know, uh, blockchain and AI. And it's just constantly moving. I mean, who thought that the the largest hoteler in the world would never own a piece of real estate, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just crazy. And so, what we want to talk about is that, you know, Who Moved by Cheese is a great book. However, we also need to look at, you know, how people deal with change differently based off their core nature of work. And of course, that's Mover, Shaker, Prover, and Maker. And, you know, a mover based off of their core nature of work, and I'll take this one, you can take the Shaker one, is a, a mover in that certain uh, situation that things are changing is what is their run home to mommy? Because each core nature of work, you know, regard, regardless of, you know, the fact that change is going to happen because it always is going to happen, we respond to it differently. Right, Absolutely. and I think that's the piece with um, who moved my cheese. Is they kind of separate everybody. So you've got him and Ha, and they're supposed to be the people, and then you've got the two mice, right, that are sniff and scurry. And it's like, oh, one just responds. Well, the challenge with that is that we've got early adopters and later adopters. We got people that do respond quickly. Um, But they typically respond, which I find kind of interesting in Who Moved My Cheese? It's just one answer. (laughs) Like, that is not what shakers do. No. (laughs) It's not one one problem. It's that problem, and then let me solve that one, 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 right? They're going to continually look for different answers to solve problems to And so, you know, each of the four core natures of work, which is necessary just as a uh, relay team is, you know, your mover is always going to look at a situation uh, to change is going, hey, we already, you know, decided to do X, Y, and Z. We can't move this, this, and this. We can't, you know, uh, identify, you know, all the people that we need. Now we, we just told them what we needed to do, like, two weeks ago. And so for a mover, I think that their biggest adjunct and they're your best, um, you know, um, individual to go to in regards to uh, adopting a new idea. So 15% of the population are movers, and they are the individuals that will say yes to a new idea. But at the same time, you can see them pushing back on a new idea if it's going to adjust anything that they already agreed to.
1: (laughs) Right. Right? Because they want to stay on purpose and stay on schedule.
0: And, and the prioritization, right? You already agreed to it. We already went here. We already did this. And this, of course, we're talking about implementation, not ideation. And so, you know, when you get to ideation, I think um, movers are a little bit more open in that regard. But uh, do you want to talk a little bit, Alan, about shakers and why shakers are going to push back and not adopt a new idea?
1: Yeah, and shakers uh, are fine with any idea as long as it's mine. I'm a shaker. So uh, what we'll do is uh, We'll just keep generating ideas and generating ideas and they all look the same to us and so uh, uh, That's what I'll do is I'll never quit generating ideas and pretty soon people will get tired of it and we won't get anywhere
0: Yes Exactly. So, um, and again, a mover is going to uh, adopt it more easily simply because they like good ideas, but a shaker is going to say no because... If it wasn't their idea, it wasn't not my idea. idea. <laughs> sure. By the way, I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a room with a shaker and I was like, okay, either I have to make them think it's their idea <laughs> or it's just, we're just not going to go anywhere with yeah, this. Right. Right? right. And then of course, Alan, you could talk to a prover, right? And they're run home to mommy on each of their core natures of work in focusing on change. Right. Um, why they would stonewall change associated with, you know, anything in business or life.
1: Yeah. Because the prover can see around corners and tell you what's gonna go wrong. So they'll say, well, you know, I don't want to do that. That has too much wrong with it. You know, that's that's a problem. That's a problem. It's uh it's not gonna work. We've tried it before. And so it's so easy easy for a prover to come up with what's gonna go wrong that they're just not gonna they're not gonna Buy into any idea unless it's been thought through.
0: Yes. And and, um, a maker, that's a whole other area, right? Improvers and and makers can kind of uh, share a lot of the same characteristics in regards to pushing back on the idea, but the maker actually doesn't even want to be in the meeting. They want (laughs) And I think that's a huge part about being a maker. I I think that gives people total freedom when they're a maker and they you're not expecting that of them.
1: That's right. They just want to do real work. They just want to run their checklist and make sure that everything's running smoothly. And everything's in its place.
0: Yes. And do not. It's so funny. We have the most incredible team and I will never have a meeting with maker unless I've got my prover right. <laughs> as my oh. point guard when we're trying to implement something. And the reason why is because I cannot get to the point of breaking down the system, quote unquote, in a specific area. You know, step one, step two, step three. When it gets to a maker, if you're not recording a video that shows exactly what needs to happen, or create a very specific checklist, you're probably giving them severe anxiety. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and so, understanding that is is completely critical. And so, you know, in looking at this, um, you know, with who moved my cheese. And I love the premise of things change, and we've seen that. I mean, gosh, look at the you know Fortune one hundred; it changes so significantly. Who's on it? Look at the unicorns that have yep. popped up. Uh, at the end of the day, though, it is important to change. There, you have to be you know prepared to change. the The I think the big thing that most uh, individuals are missing is, is that, you know, you have to take into considerations people's core nature of work, right? And what is the run home to mommy? When you are trying to, you know, get something, uh, first figure out what you're going to do. And the second piece is, okay, now you got to do it. Do you want to talk to that a little bit, Alan, about ideation and implementation.
1: Yeah, and it's, they're, they're really, uh, uh, in, when you're talking about change, you know, change is like everything else. It's sequential. It's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. And at the beginning, the people who are most uh, fired up about change are the movers and the shakers. And they're also the people who are best poised to take the leadership at that time because their core nature is to propose new things and then launch them, plan them out. And so uh, that's the time, that's the ideation phase. And um, if we can get everybody involved at just the right time, doing the right thing, then it's successful. Unfortunately, not many people know how to do that. And so what happens is that in the idea, the ideation phase, the shakers and the provers fight. Hey, I've got an idea. Oh, that won't work. Well, how about this idea? Oh, no, we tried that before. And so on. They'll just go on and, and you'll get nowhere. And then in the implementation phase, it's a little bit different. The leadership uh, changes. The mover is kind of the buffer between the approver and the shaker and the ideation phase. But once you get to implementation, that's where you've got a thought through idea that you're ready to roll on. Then it changes and the prover takes the leadership and manages the maker because that, Man, that idea is. now –
0: So critical. Okay. So I'm just going to repeat that is in the ideation stage, which is, this is what we're going to do. This is the change. It's a change to marketing. It's a change to branding. It's, it doesn't matter what the change that you are implementing, right? This is, what are we going to do and how do we get everybody's buy-in from it? And how do we make it the best idea we can, right? There's the ideation. But uh, man, when you, I will take a mediocre idea any day over the best idea in the world that you can't then, you know, move to a point of implementation because you have to get it done and you have to repeat it over and over again. And the person that comes up with the idea, the person that facilitates that, the individual that finds the technology that's gonna going to you know uh, help you implement it the best, and the person that's going to repeat it. We're talking about four different people.
1: Right.
0: So I love that. What you said, Alan, which was that is the, you know, the crux of, you know, who do we look to in leadership at what time and what we're doing and identifying the fact that after you get to ideation, really looking to the prover. And the person that's going to figure out what the heck are we going to do and who's going to tell the maker how to do it over and over and over and over again. You know, I really think that that the mover and the prover is in and, 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 um, juxtaposing ideation and implementation is so critical in that change standpoint, because we're responding to change differently.
1: Correct. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's uh, something that that the book doesn't really go into and uh unfortunately that's uh without that the changes that they propose and kind of the theme of the book and everything the the outcome uh basically they're just left trying to motivate people to change here you you want some cheese there's no cheese down this way so go down this way and you'll get some cheese that's basically a motivational message here's a reward there's no reward there yeah love but, it.
0: It, it that seriously just looks down the way and we've talked about this several times over again is that you can't complete the change without the later adopters and they're right. talking to the early adopters the ones that are to okay to change yeah
1: how many dead initiatives are there in every company where they just couldn't finish them because uh, the finishers pushed back the Provers pushed back because there was too much wrong with it. The makers push back because uh, it would be too disruptive to their daily routine. Mm-hmm. So, uh exactly. without taking that into account, you're basically stuck with a, with the book being a motivational piece and uh uh the yeah, it, it says that intrinsic true motivation is is the the effective part and extrinsic, which is cheese, is not nearly as effective.
0: Yeah. So it talks about the why, but then breaking it down and realizing that, you know, we all respond to change differently and we need everybody but we just don't need you at the same time. (laughs) So so it is a team effort. The best way to make it is a team effort. So one of our, you know, uh, favorite books, uh, Spencer Johnson did a great job in writing it. And obviously 26 million copies sold worldwide in 37 different languages. Fantastic book. We're just trying to add on a little bit behind it. And, you know, uh, we have to talk about the why, but, we have to also add in the who and the when.
1: Absolutely. And uh, it, without it, uh, it becomes another disappointment.
0: Good point. Yes. That's the frustration that we see in business, right? That you read and read and read and learn and learn and learn. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a second. I still missing something here because (laughs) or you're trying to do it all yourself, which is 1% of the population and you wonder why you're so bad at it.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) Or you get so frustrated by it.
1: And there's a part, every person, when they're in their their peak work zone, meaning I'm a shaker, so my peak work zone is coming up with ideas. But then once you select an idea, I need to leave the room because I'm not very useful. And what will happen to me is I'm going to start going comatose or worse yet. I'll start making up stuff and being disruptive to the rest of the group because I'm going to come up with some pretty bad gibberish and something I'm not very good at. So uh, every person's got a time when they shine with their peak work, when they're in their absolute strength zone and they're knocking it out of the park. Yes. And that's
0: exactly what we come down to with, you know, uh, oh, you just have to accept change. What? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, yes, we no do, fair. but we all exact depending on who you're talking to. Right. But and, we and need here's everybody a big distinction.
1: here's a big distinction is that you might like the idea of something, right? It's a worthy thing to do. Let's uh Uh, put 10% of our revenue into feeding the poor. Uh, However, uh, if we put uh, your role in doing that as sitting in a room all day, uh, messing with spreadsheets to try to make sure that that all the food goes out in the exact proper proportions to people, then your role in it is going to kill all your enthusiasm for the problem. So you're motivated Mm -hmm. to feed the poor, but you've got such a rotten role in it that your motivation all goes away and you go comatose or you get mad and leave or you, whatever happens. But uh, that's. A
0: and we problem. respond to it differently. So we've said this over and over again, this amazing truth about work. <laughs> you know, we create all of this work for 1% of the population. But you know exactly what I'm going to say here, Alan, is people. Are different. (laughs) We respond to it differently. And so we write these books and we put everybody and it's not that the truth is not the truth. It's at the end of the day, you have leaders going, okay, so this is truth. This is great. Where do I go from here? And that's exactly what we want to share is that, you know, the lessons are awesome. Um, they're true and being, uh, Obviously the people catalyst is that you know we are on a mission to change the way work is done. Because, you know, Alan, you being a such a significant um shaker in working with you, I don't expect you to do the things that you're not good at. And guess what? I can understand and forgive the items that you know, your that's just your. Core nature of work. You're in and, and your best walking around, going. Here's fifty ideas. Here's fifty ideas. Here's fifty ideas, and understanding that that's your best role, right? And I think I get the same um, uh, leeway in that. And then, of yeah. course, we have Kevin on our team that is like the prover from the prover world. <laughs> yeah. We've got we have got such you know, extreme individuals in each of the four core natures of work on the team, and then we can understand it and then go, guess what? I can appreciate it. I'm not frustrated by it. And it's why 70% of people, and this is not me saying this, this is Gallup saying it, hate what they do every day.
1: Yes, indeed. Because they're not. I love what I do, thanks to you. (laughs) Because you honor me for who I am. And, (laughs) And I just walk around and come up with ideas. And then Honoring you for who you are. I give you a list of ideas and say hey pick the best one. What do you yeah, think?
0: Exactly and so that's and, and that's what we want to bring to You know who move my cheese and you'll be hearing about several other or many 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 other business books We've read over a long period of time That are very popular simply because if you get the premise of the book and that's fantastic we want to take it a little bit uh deeper in regards to well then how do you find a team in order to figure out what you're going to do run the ideation piece of it and then implementation piece of it and okay. how do you and, and how do you look to the different individuals on your team that you know and honestly if you don't get to the makers uh, the, the fact is you can even create a, you know, a business that's going to be scalable because that is a business that, as we talked about earlier, Warren Buffett, he hates innovation.
1: Yep. <laughs> and to have a business, you need a replicable pattern at which you can make money. Yes. And uh, that's uh, cash flow is happiness.
0: <laughs> exactly. And and actually, Alan, that brings us back to um, someone else we quote quite frequently on the podcast, which is dumbing, which is 94% of failure is process failure. It's not people. Everybody wants to point the finger at who's responsible. But at the end of the day, it's typically the process that you created. It's not the person that didn't do X, Y, and Z. It's the process by which you implemented something.
1: Right. And if you want to get from the beginning to the end, from the start to the finish with Who Moved My Cheese, pay attention to our sequel to Who Moved My Cheese, which is Who Cheesed My Move.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, look forward to us, uh, I, you know, digging down a little bit more into all these up- fantastic business books that we have read and we will see you next time on the people catalyst podcast thank you thank you for listening to the people catalyst podcast and remember it's a good life